so Jesus, from that passage just read, Jesus had a secret. In many respects it was a dark secret. And if his secret was let out, if his cover were blown, he would be in deadly danger. But you knew that. And because of this secret and his cover being blown, Jesus at this stage wants to play things down. It would be an exaggeration to say he'd put on a disguise, but he knew that his enemies were gathering, that they were plotting against him. And he needs to buy time. So he must play things down. He must play long. He must buy time. And so he says to Peter and the others, Happy are you because you know who I am. You know that I am Messiah. Don't tell. Keep quiet. Keep it to yourself. It's a secret. You might say that Jesus was speaking in an almost secret location. He had deliberately led the disciples way away from Galilee, right up to Caesarea Philippi, which was a long way off the beaten track. It was on the far north of Israel. And it was outside the territory of King Herod. You see where I'm going with this. He was keeping a low profile. He knew his enemies were gathering. He was not in hiding, but he was certainly keeping a low profile, away from Herod, away from Jerusalem and the chief priests and their spies. He knew that the Jewish leaders were plotting against him. So Jesus was in danger. He was in danger for me and for you and for the world. So he must keep a low profile for now. He must buy more time so that he can teach the crowds who are following him and his disciples. But he will now move with stealth. He will watch his back. At another level, Jesus is happy. Jesus 
is pleased. Why? Well, because one of his most important jobs he has got done. You know what that feels like, don't you? Job done. Relief. <laughs> well, job is done, thinks Jesus. He knows now that he has taught the disciples to know that he is God's Messiah. Job done. Jesus pleased. And the disciples, because of their Jewish training, just like you with your Christian training, they knew, as you know, that the word Messiah meant God's anointed king who will come to deliver the nations. Let's ask a little question at this point. What's it like for Jesus to be king? What do kings do? Especially what did they do at the time of Jesus? And the answer is in your minds already. At the time of Jesus, a king will rule. And so Jesus is saying, as king, he will rule and bring deliverance. And I'm pleased to say that today, The first place where Jesus rules is in your life and my life. He rules in your heart and in my heart. And as God's anointed king, he brings you and me deliverance. It's very much on his terms, but it is for our good. All of us, of course, are very different, different with personalities and backgrounds. We're very different. Some are introverts, some are extroverts. We all have uh, different weaknesses and different, different failings. We all make different mistakes. Uh, Some of us still have a lot of growing up to do. Put my hand up to that. Um, Some of us are struggling to find self-confidence or to escape self-loathing and to establish maturity and stability. All the ups and downs of our lives. And I think we've all discovered that at every stage of life, we seem to come to a learning curve. Sometimes we think we've virtually learned everything. And then a new one comes along. And um, sometimes a new learning curve can be very painful. Especially if it involves my ego or my pride. Or a a mistake I've made in a relationship. Well, Jesus rules inside your heart to bring you joy and peace throughout all the learning curves 
of this life. But we were minded in our second reading from Romans chapter 12 that we are members one of another. So one thing we have to try and do as Jesus is king in all our lives is to help each other. We are members one of another. Please help me. (laughs) We're members one of another. And one thing we really do have to be is patient with each other. And sometimes that's not easy. And um, also, we do have to forgive each other. And to forgive someone who has wronged you is not as easy as it sounds. And if someone has done you a wrong, and perhaps they've been a bit deceitful, your forgiving them is costly to you for you it will be a painful sacrifice forgiving someone involves grief but take time with Jesus and look at his cross and he will help you to grow more like him And to grow in helping to care for one another. So Jesus is God's anointed king. Now at this point, um, I I need to make a slight detour to remind you of what's happening at uh, a local surgery not a thousand miles away. I think about three months ago I told you the occasion when... um, a lady went to her doctors and asked for some sleeping tablets. Do you remember that? Because it was an unfortunate day for the doctor. Anyway, she, well, she asked him for sleeping tablets for, for her husband. And he said, oh, you want them for your husband? She said, yes, he's, he's not sleeping. He needs sleeping tablets. He said, all right, right, okay, I'll make a prescription. There you are. A week later, she was back in his surgery, sat down. And she said, could you give me some more sleeping tablets? And the doctor said, "Um, right, right, are they not working? She said, no, they're working, but my husband's now woken up. Now, a week later, and I feel sorry for this doctor, a week later somebody else went into his surgery and said, can I have sleeping tablets? And the doctor was on his guard, I think, on this occasion, and he said... "Um, Well, um, I'm quite holistic in in my attitude and outlook. For example, if you can't sleep, have you ever thought about having a little glass of wine before you go to sleep? And the man said, oh yes, I did that three or four days ago. In fact, I had a couple of glasses of wine, a couple of glasses of brandy, a couple of glasses of whiskey... Couple of gla- and, and the doctor said, well, did you get to sleep? He said, no, no, I was up singing and dancing all night. 
<laughs> so I want sleeping tablets. Oh dear. Well, life doesn't get easy in the doctor's surgery, does it? Well, I share that with you by way of a mental break. Because, in all the ups and downs of our lives, and even sometimes we have to talk to somebody about the fact that we can't sleep, Jesus is ruling in your heart and my heart to make you and me new. That's his purpose. He's ruling in our lives to shape our hearts like his heart. And he's ruling in our hearts to give us the depth and maturity that will enhance our humanity. And that can only really come from Jesus a depth and a maturity to enhance our humanity. Now his main way into our hearts, as I've so often said, is our time of daily personal prayer and unhurried Bible reading. And in that way, you're putting into practice the words of Jesus when he said, Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these other things will be added to you. And because of our daily time of personal prayer becoming a real habit, little by little, day by day, material things will not seem so important. So Jesus holds his secret with the disciples. He is in deadly danger because he is the Messiah. As Messiah, he is unexpectedly vulnerable. Unlike most kings, he has no money, no army. His enemies, if they find out he is even rumoured to be Messiah, they will see him as a threat, a rival, and they will plot against him, and the Jewish leaders will lead the people to reject Jesus. But as God's anointed king and servant, Jesus is ready to die when his hour has come. But now, he's king in your life and my life. Dying, he loved you and me. Rising, he found you and treasures you and me. And finally, I close with these thoughts. That through Jesus, 
God is your source and your goal. And that's good news. God is your source because he is your creator and also because he is your deepest satisfaction and meaning. Way above money. Way above any other human being. And through Jesus, God is your goal. Because he promises you life through all ages. And God is your, go- your goal because he offers you the perfect pattern. In Jesus, you see the way, the truth, and the life. The deepest truth, the best way, and the fullness of life. He loves you, and he rules your life in that love. Amen.